everyone. Welcome to the Influencer Economy. This is Ryan Williams. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming this episode. It's part two of my conversation with Andy Bayo, who is the founder of the XOXO Festival as well as Upcoming.org. If you want to hear more about Upcoming.org and its relaunch after Andy recently acquired the domain back from Yahoo, from which he sold it to 10 years ago, and the Kickstarter where he raised $100,000 in a month, please go back to the most recent episode prior to this one. In this conversation, Andy and I talk about the genesis and creation of the XOXO Festival. The conference and festival itself is coming up September of 2014. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, it has a great list of speakers that he's announced today, which is Hank Green from the Vlogbrothers and VidCon, John Gruber, and Kevin Kelly, the great writer, is speaking as well. So he's a really stellar lineup, so check it out at xoxofest.com. We talked a lot about the past conferences and how it's really a opportunity for people who are uh, creators and makers to get together. Um, in Annie's words, XOXO is uh, about artists, makers, and hackers of all kinds making a living doing what they love using the internet. Andy was the first CTO of Kickstarter, and he has an awesome viewpoint about crowdfunding and, and raising money for passion projects on the internet. He's one of my favorite people that I've talked to on the podcast so far because he gives, as I mentioned in the intro for the last episode, he's a giver. And he's someone that has provided a lot of value for others. So it's amazing to see his successes and how much other people come to support his causes. So definitely check out XOXOFest.com. Upcoming.org is his other website. And for me, uh, the podcast lives at InfluencerEconomy.com. We're about to be rebooting the website very soon. I'm also heading to VidCon this week. So if you're down in Anaheim for the YouTube conference, please give me a shout. On Twitter, I'm at Ryan J. Will. And you can search for the Influencer Economy on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on SoundCloud. We'd love to hear what you think. Please leave a comment and review if you enjoy the podcast. So without further ado, here is the second part of the interview with Andy Bayo. Just very briefly, EXO is, I said it's about independence, but it is about... Um, it's about artists and makers and hackers of all kinds that are using the internet to make a living doing what they love independently. So bypassing traditional publishers, um, you know, building, uh, you know, using using new tools and platforms uh, to to make that make that possible. And so we bring together musicians and filmmakers and video game designers, comic book illustrators and authors, hardware hackers, like all of these these awesome people. And then sometimes the the people building the platforms. So. Um, you know, last year we had, uh, we had Jack, Jack Conti from uh, from the band Pomplamoose, but now is is also running Patreon. Um, and you know, we had uh, we've had the founders of Kickstarter and Etsy, and you know, MakerBot and so on. Um, and so we bring all these all these people together. We do a conference, but we also do a lot of stuff surrounding the conference. We do a, an arcade of experimental video games with the game designers there. We do a tabletop event, uh, which last year was was uh, uh, curated by Max Temkin from Cards Against Humanity. Had a lot of uh, uh, interesting, you know, new board and card games, and had those game developers. We do a, a, a night of indie music, um, and uh, and a film event, which is you know shorts and some full length uh, uh, features with the directors there doing Q and A, walking through uh, uh, through their process, sometimes showing exclusives. Um, and it, and and 
and then like running all three days, we have like a market, which is uh, uh, food carts and you know other interesting projects. We had Kickstarter downstairs that they were running a a project start to finish where they made a book. Um, they they launched the project, funded the project, got every 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 backer submitted a page in the book. Uh, they printed and distributed it during XOXO. No start way. To, start to finish. It's amazing. Inc- incredible. Yeah, it was incredible. Um, so a lot of a lot of cool stuff happening. Um, Talk about subcultures at once. I mean, that's... yeah. So uh, so anyway, you know, like I wanted something that was more uh, more curated, um, not just a pure social thing. But you know, we optimized the entire thing for for fun. We put it in a in a very unique space in a in a central part of of Portland where there's you know there were two breweries across the street. <laughs> there's uh, there's a lot, a lot nearby, and uh, and then just uh, let people loose, you know, smush them, smush them together in a in a big room, and and provide a lot of uh, a lot of room for for interaction. I I had a uh, Jeff Ulrich on the show a few weeks ago, who's the CEO of Earwolf, and one of his points was that with podcasting, you have a host, producer, and entrepreneur or like the three tenets for people that are creating podcasts primarily he works with comedians mm-hmm. but but i feel like the essence of xo and really the theory of of a lot of your videos where you've given talks is this whole intersection of creative entrepreneurship and people bypassing these larger media conglomerates and finding their audiences online and selling directly to them and for xo it, it's the embodiment of that so when you look at xo like what what types of things have you seen come from that? Like you mentioned the, the book that was published. Like what kind of collaborations or what kind of exchanging of ideas? Because like Jamie Wilkinson, I saw his talk online and, you know, he fits the, the thesis of the conference. Like what, what's been the most happy thing that you've seen that, or thing that have made you the most happy as a byproduct of it? Well, there's, yeah, there's been a bunch. Um, there's, there was a project that launched uh, – Last year at XOXO, that was that was uh, conceived and uh, kind of initiated at the first XOXO, which was uh, which was called Brewbot, and that was a uh, it's like a a, a beer making robot <laughs> essentially that was they launched the Kickstarter project there, and that was uh, that was a successful project. Um, some of these are smaller scale, like like people just you know deciding to do to do something new. Uh, Glenn Fleischman. Uh, was uh, he was a, he was a writer and uh, and and you know long time uh, long time blogger he writes for the for the Economist and he decided to he quit his job and and became the editor of uh, of the magazine yeah I, ba- uh, I backed that which yeah was uh, so he did a Kickstarter project to do a, to do a, a book for it that was a su- successful project and then he started doing the new, new disruptors podcast which uh, I think fans of your podcast would would probably appreciate absolutely kind of, uh, some similar uh similar uh, uh themes going on there um but that's an example though like he went to he went to exo and he's like this is this is crazy like i've been working for someone else and you know i need to if i'm gonna do it i'll, I'll do it now and uh and so that's great um there was uh like sometimes it's just it's just like creating you know, there's a new connection that's made, and then that leads to to new things. Uh, Max Temkin, who I mentioned before from Cards Against Humanity, met uh, 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 
Diana Kimball, uh, who is now at SoundCloud, but she, um, I think she was working at Kickstarter at the time as a, as, uh, I think as an intern. And they, they conceived of, uh, of this, uh, uh, they're like doing, you know, they're doing this like online book club, uh, uh, project. And sometimes these things are just, they're small, but they're meaningful to people. I mean, they're doing, um, you know, they're doing new things and we get, uh, after every XO, there's a flood of blog posts and, uh, and you know, write-ups of, you know, their people's experiences of the thing. And then, you know, there's like a gestation period where it takes, you know, six months, something like that. And then we start getting these emails that's like, Hey, I went to XO and now I just launched my first iPhone app, you know, and so we get these emails, and like every time, we're like yes, that's exactly, that's exactly what we want to see. And some of them, some of them will hit, some of them won't. But at least, uh, you know, at least people are, are are trying stuff. They're um they're launching, they're like they're they're seeing a bunch of other people that have done this. They're seeing that there's a lot of challenges, uh, you know, to to you know being independent. But um, you know, for for many people, the the benefits outweigh the you know the drawbacks. Was there a moment when you launched the Kickstarter for XO and also for upcoming when you said, okay, this person shared it on Facebook or this person tweeted about it or I got an email newsletter that X, some person who curates it, like Jason Hirshhorn or someone. Like, did you, are there moments when you see these campaigns where, like, okay, I think it popped because of this? It happens within two minutes of launching the Kickstarter project. My both times, XO and uh, and upcoming, my phone explodes. That's what happens. Is it's uh, it's Twitter notifications primarily, and that's how. And and most of the backings come from from people hearing about it on on Twitter, and and that's when you know that you've you've launched something that's that's resonating with with people. Not just Kickstarter projects, but like if you launch you launch something, you set up a like you you start getting you start getting mentions, and it's like you know that that so it's not in in any individual one person it's seeing uh you know a flood of people that you respect uh mentioning the thing and backing it i mean my god the the attendee list for the first two xos i mean it, i remember after the first one just like looking at the at the the attendance list and i was like i could make five more conferences from the people that are that are coming to this thing. I mean the people that were in the audience were were uh you know as as talented and uh you know successful as anybody that was on stage. It was really amazing. Um so yeah, that's I mean that's it. I just I mean I just experienced this, you know, like a month ago, but uh launching launching the upcoming project, my phone was like vibrating off the table. It was like zzz, zzz, just like every every uh, uh you know, couple seconds. Um so that's how you know. I mean it was it it really it feels like the internet is like giving you a hug. <laughs> so what it feels like <laughs> this it's really it it's a real tangible thing. Like it just uh um yeah that's what that's what sticks with me is like you know and it's what keeps me going because the the, the projects that I do are you know can often be you know soul sucking i mean like running running an event as big as upcoming on the resources that that we run it on i mean it, like we do it we do it really it's really me and andy like doing all, 
pretty much everything. We don't have a big team or anything. We get we get volunteers uh, on site during the event, but you know we do we do all the planning and you know that's like me going and picking out the restroom trailers and and you know like uh, I mean every every like tedious thing you know booking booking every speaker's flights and you know it's like just it it there's so many so many things to do that that are involved in a in a, a festival the size of uh in the scope of of xo um but what keeps it going is keeps us going is that the the reactions you know people get so excited leading up to it and then the reactions uh while it's happening and, and afterwards you know it keeps us going for a year fascinating because i i just had freddie wong on and we were talking about kickstarter and how he set a record but then veronica mars came and set the record for <laughs> for film funding yeah and then he set another record and then like zach braff's you know beat his record and how it just keeps getting bigger and bigger and if you look at the domino effect you mentioned perry chen's story about how he created kickstarter and then into kind of bloop and XOXO, where they're crowdfunding from a crowdfunded event. Uh, what's your thought about where the industry is as far as prepaying for things and getting a demand uh, before you actually produce something versus you know taking the risk out of it? It's not for every project, and I don't want to be too hard on uh, on on publishers either. There's you know publishers do um, a lot of heavy lifting that that artists don't want to do a lot they you know or in some cases aren't uh really well suited to 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 do um you know there's a like like for example booking your tour you know doing that doing that entirely on your own is uh, horrible or fulfillment like if you're if you're making a you're making a book printing and distributing it is you know can be can be a nightmare dealing with shipping and you know it's a there's there's often a reason why why people go to publishers. What I what I like seeing though the trend that I, that I am excited about is that we're seeing services that are appearing that are are operating on either a like fee only basis or uh, like a set percentage of sales. And what I like about that is that it it aligns the interests of the uh, of that service with the the creator the better that the service does the better that the that the creator does and um and it means that you can you can kind of comparison shop it means that there's market forces at work which kind of bring uh, can bring costs in line and it means a much more kind of open marketplace so seeing something like vhx which you mentioned is is fantastic it means that like the the kind of thing that was really hard for uh, for a filmmaker to do in the past you know is now possible for anybody to do and you see what the costs look like you know and it's uh it's it's very reasonable and you're getting you're getting a um you know it's like what i think is a better experience than than any other um you know studios digital experience so um yeah that's that's what's that's what's exciting to me is is seeing this uh grow and spread and uh and not just um you know not just to uh bigger and bigger artists but to micro communities like find seeing new new communities of people that that uh really had no option before i think one of the best examples is the is the board game industry and board games 
that like if you think it's hard to get your your book published or your you know to get a record deal or to get a um, you know your your film distributed board games there are board game publishers but your odds are so low because board games are really expensive to to produce really hard to to pull off and there are so few uh, uh, publishers doing it and so what happened was there's this forum called board game geek where a lot of uh, uh, board game enthusiasts are and, and a lot of them are creators like they're making they're making prototypes they're, they're making games this Kickstarter was transformative for them I mean it was it was massive, like unimaginably huge, because it meant that finally they had an alternative to to the traditional publishing structure, and and so what they you know they'd write about their prototype and they'd sh- they'd share concept art, and then people that wanted to buy it would you know or they'd fund they'd fund it and they'd become part of the story. You right. know, they're 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 part of uh they're part of the process and they're they're hearing about every step of it. And I mean, it's just. It's massive, and that's something that we did not anticipate. Like going, what, now I didn't. I was not a founder of Kickstarter. I, I helped them get it off the ground. I was originally the board member. I was board member, and uh, I came on board as, as CTO after it launched, and and did that for a time. And and now I've been an advisor for years. But uh, but at an early stage, like board games, that was not a thing that ever came up. And seeing seeing that happen is just really it's really interesting. We're seeing you know communities that are um, you know that have that have trouble finding uh, finding you know more mainstream commercial interest. And and like as early as kind of Bloop was, I think it was it was like a good sort of microcosm of that because chiptune jazz, no publisher in the world like would have touched that. It's too weird. It's too niche. You know, sure it can sell. It could sell, you know, a, a couple thousand copies, but I mean, you're not going to get, you're not going to get a publisher to 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 sign that. So, it, uh, yeah, it's incredible, and I just, I, I'm just curious to see where it where it goes. I still feel like we're in the very early stages. We're Kickstarter's five years in, but it's still, um, you know, people are still uh, uh, discovering it, and and you're getting, I think. You know what you're what you're seeing with the larger projects is that uh, it's it's established enough that artists that are have been locked into the this old old industry where you're used to giving up uh, ownership uh, and creative control they're they're looking at it and they're like you know I could probably do that <laughs> and it's inc- I mean it's incredible seeing that happen and not just on not just on Kickstarter either I. I you know, as uh, uh, as derided as he sometimes can be, uh, Macklemore is a really interesting case because he's still he never he never signed with a record label. He's a massive, massive artist, but never never signed with a label. Used uh, Warner's distribution as a service in the same way that someone would use VHX, without having to uh, you know to, to sacrifice ownership over his own his own music. So. Uh, you know, this is an idea that's that's spreading in in each industry, and sometimes they're using new tools. Sometimes they're building them themselves, like Louis C.K. has. Uh, you know, he's building his own infrastructure for distributing his music, or, or, you know, his his, uh, his stand-up, sorry, and and then offering that to other artists, right, <laughs> or to to other comedians. Incredible. Uh, and then and then thinking, well, I did that with my 
stand-up video, and that was a massive success. Uh, could I do it with my shows? And so then decides to bypass the entire you know, ticketing monopoly and book his own uh, book his own tours. Also, massive, massive success. Um, so yeah, it's 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 playing out in a in a million different ways. But it's uh, I'm just curious to see where it all goes. I think it's great. I love it. And what you're saying embodies what I'm trying to do, at least in the early stages of it. So it's encouraging and to hear all this. And I know people that are listening to this are in formative stages where they have a passion business they're working on during the weekends. Or they have an idea germinating for a startup, but they're waiting to launch it. And they're trying to find alternative ways to make, you know, to get revenue early or find fundraising early. And and so for, for this, you know, I have a just a final question is, what advice do you have for people that are they would like to make money, but this is such a long game for projects because it takes years to really build up yourself to where you can get a successful Kickstarter? Like, what advice do you have for folks that are trying to find new ways to distribute their their dreams or their ideas and and struggling with you know the money part of it? I don't know that that's necessarily true. That you need to to have your own pre-existing base uh, to get something off the ground. I do think if you don't, you have to have an idea that that uh, that's stands on its own. That's really like high concept. Um, that's that's a, certainly a possibility. If you have something that's, I think a, a great examples are you know like documentaries. Like there are there are documentaries where you are. Um, you know, you're talking about a subject that, that that people already really care about, and you're tapping into that into that base. People don't need to, need to know who you are. I don't know, you know, who made the you know uh, Calvin and Hobbes documentary, <laughs> but um, you know, people that that deeply care about that can can. I guess in that sense, you're sort of um, you're tapping into into an audience that cares about uh, something. Well, you know, like the indie game, the movie project is a great example. True, true. Because what they did, what they did was that was their that was their first full length uh, uh, documentary, and so they didn't really have um, a reputation to to speak of. They were starting from scratch. But what they did was um, was interesting. They started by releasing uh, you know a couple shorts that showed that they had the chops to be able to pull the thing off. They they did one Kickstarter project, which was which was kind of small to try to get the thing off the ground, and then another later to kind of do a, you know I guess what they call in film finishing funds, which is funny um, <laughs> finishing funds. And um, but what they were what they were doing was building uh, they're building that base in the in the process. You know they're doing they're doing it by inviting people into the into the story. They're releasing extras. Um, and you know, as they're developing this thing, they are they're very responsive and they're you know engaging people. And um, and by the time that that thing came out, to me, at least in my in my community, for the people that cared about independent games, they were uh, it was it was uh, it was like a juggernaut. Like people were so uh, excited to to have it come out. The result was amazing. I mean, it won. It won at Sundance. It it like did really well on iTunes. It killed on VHX, and they published everything in the process. Like they were really open about about um, about the tools that they were using, about what worked, uh, and they were sharing a lot of knowledge that helps you know future filmmakers after them. And uh, they're. I mean, that's that was a 
brilliantly run project. I think I think of of all the uh, of all the Kickstarter funded projects that that I have backed. I mean, that was one. I think I was the first backer too, which is sort of funny because I at the time Kickstarter was invite only, and you had to be you had to be invited, and they'd emailed me, and so I invited them, and then I backed the project. But it was. Uh, yeah, it was just remarkably well, you know, well run. And you know, Double Fine's another one that that I point to because they they're just sharing so much information and they're doing it in a in a way that feels really natural. Like they're they're like they're saying clearly, we don't know what's going to happen. This was in the Kickstarter video. He's like, it could be uh, a total disaster, but you know, you're going to be part of the entire process. And and so emphasizing that emphasizing the fact that it's that it is a it's a process there's a long road inevitably the dates that you set are wrong you're going to go long like no matter how long you set it you're going to go long and 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 you know the best way to to counteract that is not to make it feel like you're going to be delivering like like that someone's buying something kickstarter as they've famously said is not a store you know it's not you're browsing Amazon and you decide to buy something and then it ships to you that's so even calling it pre-sales is not really 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 accurate what you are doing is patronage you are supporting someone's uh, someone's project and you know the uh, they are obligated I would say to, to you know keep you in the process and let you know what's uh what's happening and that's that's often the best you know the the best part is like the, the the behind the scenes and seeing you know this thing that uh, that someone really cares about uh, being developed that's great I love it um, let's end on that note I think uh, this is, this could be two podcasts um, all right this is awesome and uh, thanks for coming on the show thanks for having me.